Good morning, Church on the Rock. All right, so let's get into it. We are starting a new series called Keep That Same Energy. Keep That Same Energy. So this is actually like a hip-hop term. I'm just going to be real with you, right? This is a hip-hop cultural term, and I want to explain it to you so you see where we're going with this. Um, anybody been on like Brownsburg Chatter ever? And right, show of hand, like Brownsburg Chatter? And you see how they get to going at each other and yo mama this and yo child that and yo daddy this. And they get to saying a whole lot of stuff on Facebook behind that computer screen, right? Like they're real tough, real like I'm a big, bad, tough guy on, on this computer screen. Then they run into you at Kroger and they just avoid you like, oh, that's, you know. And, and, and so this term right here is the term we will use to say, hey, Mr. Facebook Fingers, you was doing all that talking on Facebook, now say it to my face. Keep that same energy, right? This is what this term means in, the, in you know, culturally or whatnot, but we're going to use it for Christians, so that's going to be really fun, right? Um, what happens is Easter was here, Right? He's risen, and we invite people to church, and we're all fired up, and we're Facebooking every verse we can think of, and it's Easter, it's Easter, it's Easter, right? And then the very next day, what happens to that energy, right? We act like, we act, we act like he's not risen anymore because it's the Monday after Easter or the Sunday after Easter. They say it's the, uh, one of the lowest attended days of, of church because people are like, well, I did my Sunday thing on Easter. I'm not going to do it again until Christmas, right? But, but the Bible kind of says you need to keep that same energy because guess what? He's still risen today, right? He still conquered the grave today. It doesn't matter the day of the year, the day of the week. You should keep that same energy. So today I am coming to you as a humbled Christian, first and foremost, as a humbled pastor and just as a brother in Christ, to look at you, every single one of you who, who call yourselves Christians, I'm not going to question what you are, and I'm calling you out, flat out. Keep that same energy, all right? That's what the, the next four weeks, we're about to find out what we're really made of. And you know, we've already kind of started this when we said belief births behavior. You can talk a whole lot of stuff about what you think you believe or what you say you believe, but your behavior tells us what's really going on, right? So I'm, I'm, I'm taking this from the context of what do you, what, what are we really doing here? Like, what are, what are we really doing here? I'm so sick and tired of the American ideal of church, this Sunday morning gathering of people who really don't care about each other, if we're being honest. How many people in here do you actually know their phone number or have them in your contacts that's not sitting by you? That's not sitting by you, that you didn't come with? How many email addresses do you know, huh, of people who are not sitting by you? Just look across the room real quick. Who do you actually know over there? What, what is the person over here going through? Anybody? Yeah. You see, we got this ideal of church that is this once a week Sunday morning routine where I'll say whatever I got to say, Ashley, while I'm looking at you today. Oh, I'm going to pray for you. Oh, I can't believe that. Uh-huh. Mm-mm. Okay, girl, I got you. 
But on Wednesday, I have no clue what she said to me on Sunday. Energy's lost, right? Or we get in here and it's set a fire down in my soul. That we saying all that today, but we don't want that fire on Saturday night. You see what I'm saying? It's amen and hallelujah and come on, pastor, preach pastor on Sunday morning, but you ain't doing nothing I told you to do on Wednesday. Keep that same, and who said preach? I'm a, all right, I'm watching you now. I'm watching you now. <laughs> Keep that same energy. So we just, last week we were talking about the road to Emmaus, right? They walked and they were in doubt. They saw the Messiah. They ran back. All this energy, they, they got back with the brothers and they were talking through, like, we saw him. Yeah, you saw him too. And then he appears to them and he's really there. They've seen the risen Savior and it birthed something inside of you to see the risen Savior, to have that encounter with Christ. It builds some kind of energy inside of you because that's the good news, right? That, that Jesus was crucified. Buried and resurrected, overcame death, overcame the grave. And when I believe in him, when I place my trust and my faith in him as my Lord and Savior, I have that same resurrecting power dwelling in me. I am guaranteed, I am promised that me, a lowly sinner, has been saved because of what Christ did on the cross. Do you see the energy in that? So where does it go when so-and-so steps on your toes and now you don't want to come to church anymore? I mean, he, he can conquer death, but he can't conquer your disagreements? Like, really? So this is where we're at. When I'm, when I'm saying energy, I want to look at Romans 1.16 real quick. That's not the passage we're going to be in, but I just want you to see this. For I am not ashamed of the gospel. This is Paul. For it, the gospel, is the power, the dunamis, the energy of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. The gospel by itself, the gospel message should be enough to keep you living a certain way. If you truly believe what you say you believe, then that should birth a, a lifestyle, a walk, a way, a behavior, an energy that should stay with you constantly. I'm saved today. I'm saved tomorrow. I'm going to heaven. I got the can't waits, right? I can't wait to get to heaven. So I tell everybody about it. You ever been to BP right here on 136 in Hornaday? They got this Yero there, right? <laughs> it is the most amazing Yero you will ever have. Yero, gyro, whatever. It's the most amazing, I think it's Yero, that you'll ever eat in your life. You bite it and it's like, it's like manna from heaven. It's just amazing, right? And it's so good that everybody I talk to, I have to tell about it. Doug, you took me to Oprah, right? And I got a Euro, and, and he paid for it. I should have been thankful, right? And I said, like, man, this is good. This ain't got nothing on BP. It's like, how the nerve of you, right? I just paid for your meal. And it's good, but it ain't got nothing on BP, the gas station. He's like, the gas station? Yes, the gas station, right? The gospel should be the same way. It should be something that is so good that you got the can't help it to go tell people the good news because it tastes so good to know that a sinner like me has been saved, not because of what I've done, but because of what he's did. 
So I keep that same energy in my everyday life, no matter what comes up against me, no matter what steps in my path. I always have that energy. Look, I got so much energy, the thing won't even stay on. Look at that. I, I keep that same energy in life. So this is the energy I'm talking about. And, and what happens is it, it's amazing how we get past the resurrection and Jesus goes off. And he tells them to wait for the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit comes down. They're talking in the, the, the tongues of every nation that is there. And look, look what the response is to that. Go to the next verse for me, Sean. The response to that in Acts 2 is this. All the people there that were hearing the disciples talking in this tongue, uh, this gift, this miracle that had poured down, they all continued in amazement and great perplexity. They were saying to one another, what does this mean? So the miracle brought confusion and chaos, actually. And it also brought mocking. Look what the miracle, go to the next verse. The miracle also brought mocking. It says others, so some were like confused, like what does this mean? I'm, I'm confused, I'm perplexed. Like they're speaking and I understand them in my language. How? how like how is this happening? It's a miracle. Others were like, man, they're drunk. <laughs> they're blah, 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 blah. They're drunk, you know. They must be full of wine. They, they were mocking them. They're, so, so, so the miracle, the miracle only led to chaos, confusion, and mocking, right? But then Peter stood up. Peter, the one who denied Christ three times before the resurrection. But after seeing the resurrected Savior, after seeing Christ from the grave, Peter stood up. Before he was denying Christ, I don't know him. What you mean? You the one that was walking with him all them years? I don't know him. What you talking about? Like to the point, almost cussing somebody out. I don't know that dude. Because when he was looking at Jesus, willingly losing this battle, carrying his cross, being tortured on the way to Golgotha, I don't know him. I, I, he looks like he's losing. Peter was a bandwagon disciple, right? Like he's losing. So I don't, I'm not team Jesus because he's losing. But when he saw the resurrected Savior, when he saw the risen Christ, oh, now he's bold, right? There's a different type of energy when you have a real encounter with the risen Savior. What can man do to me, right? I'm, I'm, I'm not, you guys think I am, don't have stage fright, and you guys think I'm comfortable up here? I'm not comfortable up here. But I ain't worried about y'all. <laughs> I'm going to heaven. <laughs> so I'm just going to tell y'all about where I'm going until you go, until you go with me, right? I'm not, you don't, you don't scare me, you see, because I believe in the, resurrect, the resurrected Savior. So he's got this new boldness to himself. Peter's bold, and he stands up, and he starts, this is how he starts it. You crucified him. And, and you got to place yourself in the text. You, like right now, right today, yes, you, your sins in this room, every single one of you and myself, you put Christ on that cross. You. You nailed him to the cross. God raised him from the grave. You nailed him. You killed him. God raised him. That was the message. That was the gospel message. All of you are sinners. You're born sinners. But I'm a good person. Don't care. You're a sinner. You don't even deserve the things that you're struggling with today. You don't, the problems you got today, you don't even deserve that. You deserve worse. You deserve hell. That's, that's the beginning of the God. You deserve hell. You think you're, you're suffering now? You think you're going through something now? You deserve so much more. 
You deserve hell for the sins you've committed, the sin that you was covered in. And, and instead, you got a Savior who died on the cross for you, for your sins, that even after you know that, you continue to sin. You know he died for your sins, and you still willingly choose sin. Whoa! Whoa! And God raised him, conquered sin, conquered the grave for you, for anybody who will receive that, right? So this is the message he preaches, and, and we, go to the, we go to this verse here in Acts 2, and it says, He told them, let all the house of Israel know for certain that God has made him both, Jesus, both Lord and Christ, Messiah, this Jesus whom you crucified. So what happens? Look at this. That's the energy. That's the gospel. When they heard that, when they heard that energy, when they heard that message, they were pierced to the heart. You ever been shanked? Okay, just checking. All right. You ever stubbed your toe? <laughs> you ever stubbed your toe? You, you ever walked and, like, stubbed your toe and it, the, the stubbing of your toe just does something to you? You're just like, and you say a whole bunch of stuff you probably shouldn't say in your mind, but you don't, you're holy, so you don't say it out loud, right? They were pierced to the heart. They were pierced to the heart. It moved them. It touched them. It caused them to respond when they heard this good news, when they heard this energy. It caused something to happen on the inside. And, and, and look what their response was to Peter. What shall we do? That's how you know it touched something. You know, what, there was an actual response to that energy. The energy caused an energy. What shall we do? If this is true, if this is real, then what shall we do? goes on, and, and this is what Peter says. He says, repent. Repent and each of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive this gift that we're seeing. So it wasn't the miracle caused confusion and mocking, but the message, the message led them to Christ. You see the difference there? They saw people talking in tongues and they were confused. They heard the message of the gospel and they were led to Christ. So this is where we start. That's a long, I try to shorten my intro, but that's a long intro. <laughs> so this, this is where we start. Going to Acts 2.41, keep, receive, you, you, you first have to receive the energy, right? Like if, you, if we're going to keep the energy, you got to receive it first. How do you keep something you don't have, right? Like I'm, keep that same energy. I ain't got the energy. That's a problem, right? Some of you, some of you have come to an Easter service. And you had some feelings, F-E-E-L-I-N-G, right? You felt a certain way. Ooh, it moved you. Ooh, I, I, I felt it. I just felt this, like, these little cuddly, ooh. And I had this feeling, so, ooh, I believe. I, Yeah, but then the first time you're to obey something from the Bible, obey something from the Word, do something that causes you to take up your cross, you're out, you're done. Why? Because it was a feeling, F-E-E-L-I-N-G, when we're looking for you to have a feeling, F-I-L-L-I-N-G. See the difference? Until you receive the energy, until you are filled with the Holy Spirit, that feeling is not going to last you too long. It won't get you past Sunday morning. You in here now feeling some type of way. Oh, yeah, I'm going to do this, do that, and then somebody cut you off on 267, and you cussing them out. So in Acts 2.41, look what, look what happens here. So then, those who had received 
His word. Give me the one with the uh, highlight only uh, for it for me, Sean. With the, yeah. So then those who had received his word, received that energy. And I love that it says it was Peter's word because what it is is you have this human being preaching the gospel message. It's his words, but the power, the energy behind his words is, is God himself, right? So those who had actually received his words, um, taken it with favor, actually approved and, and, and taken on his words, uh, that's, that's where we start. We start with you receiving. Do you agree with what we're saying? This is everything that we've been talking about to start the year off. Quit telling me what's, what's not real. Like, keep it 100 with me. Keep it all the way real with me because I'm, I'm going to keep it real with you. Don't tell me, Rashad, I want to go deeper in my word and, and I want to grow with you and this and that, but then you ain't never got time for me to pour into you or you can't make it to this or can't make it to that. You never have time. You're showing me where your priorities are. Oh, Rashad, I just want to have more intimacy with the church family. And all. Okay, make time for the church family. I don't have time for the church family. What are you, you're telling me what you want. And then this is what you do. You blame the church. It's the church's fault that you don't have any. They just grew too big. No, you wouldn't get with anybody in a smaller group. I wasn't growing there. You didn't open your Bible after Sunday. If you're going to receive this, it has to be real. And I love that people receive through repentance. Do you understand what that word means? Like, it's a church word for some people. So let's, let's just break it down. What does repent mean? Okay, this building is on fire, all right? That is the way out, all right? I'm walking this way to get out that way. Somebody tell me turn around, please. <laughs> Thank you, all right? <laughs> My goodness, y'all just want me to burn up, all right? So that's the way out of the fire, right? That's the way out. But I'm walking this way because in my mind, the way I was raised, some YouTube videos, a couple Facebook posts, this is okay. I'm going to get out going this way. I'm going to do it my own way. So I'm walking this way. I picked on Todd last time, so I'm going to pick on somebody not paying attention. Ashley, all right. <laughs> so I'm walking this way, and I'm like, Ashley, how do I get out? And you say, turn around. Say, turn around. Turn around. That's repent, right? Repent means to literally turn around. Now, some of us, we hear it on Sunday, and we like, hallelujah, amen, Ashley, I'm going to keep going and doing my own thing, right? That's not repentance. That's just hallelujah. It's just words. And you think that, like, you're saved because you know when to say hallelujah. Oh, that's, oh, that's a good one. He rhymed that one. Hallelujah, right? That ain't getting you out the burning building. When I say turn around, when I say repent, it means you actually change your thinking. Your, your mind changes, not your mouth. A lot of us do a whole lot of mouth changing. I know how to say all the right stuff because I've been going to church long enough to know how to say all the right stuff. I'm still walking the same direction, though. But when my mind changes and I agree, say turn around again. Okay, got you, sis. Thank you for pouring into me. Now this is repentance. You see that? Now I'm walking the opposite direction because of what my mind actually believes. I've actually received and affirmed what she said. Every time we use the word confession, that's not an apology. The word homo legeo, homo, same, legeo, language. When you confess Jesus as Lord, you're saying the same thing about Jesus that God said about Jesus. So when I confess Jesus is Lord, God says Jesus is Lord. So if I confess Christ is Lord, I'm saying the exact same thing. I agree with you, God. Jesus 
is Lord. Jesus is the Christ. I receive what you've taught me in your word through your preachers. I receive it. I confirm it. I confess it. Same thing with sin. When you confess your sins, you're not saying, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, God. I didn't mean to do that. And then go do it again. Y'all got kids, right? <laughs> Say you're sorry. Sorry. And then goes do the exact same thing. You're like, what are you doing? They didn't mean it. There was no repentance because there was no confession. They didn't agree that it was a bad thing. I'm just mad I got caught. I'm not actually, I don't agree with you. Pops, I don't agree with you, Bill. I, I don't actually think it's wrong. But since you caught me, eh, my bad, slap on the hand. Sorry. I confessed my sins. No, 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 no. Hey, the Bible says that when I have sex with somebody before marriage, it is sin. My, my desires, my flesh doesn't agree, but my mind knows that the Bible is truth, and I confess, Father, my sin. I disobeyed you because you said it was bad, so it's bad. That's it. I don't care what America says and, oh, you need to try before you buy it and, oh, how are you ever going to remember? Forget all that. The Bible says it's wrong, so it's wrong. I received that. And because I actually received it, it's going to actually cause me to repent. I'm actually going to change because I believe that's the way out. I actually believe that's the way out. I actually believe this is the way to danger. I believe that's the way out. So I'm going to turn around and walk out, walk the other direction, walk towards Christ. I received the energy. I received it. This is what they did in Emmaus, right? Soon as they knew it was Jesus, they, they ran back. We walked away from Jerusalem. We walked away from Jesus. We walked away from the cross. We walked away from the tomb. Oh, he's risen. We ran back the other direction. We repented. We changed our minds. So change your thinking. How many of you have actually received the energy? How many of you actually believe Jesus is Lord? Okay. You raising? Okay. 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 All right. Hey, hey. Keep that same energy. All right? Keep that same energy because here's the thing. You, you say that in your workplaces. You say that in your homes that you believe Jesus is Lord. But people are watching you and saying, we don't believe you because you don't believe you. You ever had somebody tell you? that they, like, tell you something and they don't really believe it. You can tell they don't believe it, but they saying it anyway, right? You ever have somebody like, man, man, Dave, I can bench three, 300 pounds. 300, and you like, man, well, how many 45s is that? I don't even know, but I can, I, I didn't ask you for all the details. I drank a bang. I can do it, okay? Uh, like, like but, but when you start asking the details, you like, he can't bench no three. He, he don't even believe it, right? That's what's happening to a lot. You, you say you've received that energy that you actually believe what's been poured into you, but there's something that's not happening. If you've received the energy, then you've got to respond to the energy, and that's the next part. So, so go to the next verse. I mean, go to the next section of this verse for me, Sean. Respond to the energy. So you don't just receive it, but you respond to it. After they had received his word, what happened? They were baptized. You see the response? You see the obedience? I get people that come in here all the time. Well, why I got to get baptized? And they want this big theological understanding that they're not going to understand if I did tell it to them. So I keep it real. Jesus said. <laughs> they're like, that's it? I'm like, that's it, Sean. Ain't that the conversation we had? I was like, me and Sean were going back and forth. This was years ago. I was like, Sean, you need to be baptized. He's like, man, I'm, I'm trying to work through it. I just want to know. I was like, and I, I, I wrestled with it for like two, three months. I was like, man, let me, how can I explain this to Sean? And then I called him. 
I was actually outside your house. I called him and was like, hey, I got it. He was like, what? I was like, Jesus said it. He was like, yeah. <laughs> but, but think about it. Think about it. When I talk to little kids and we, we make sure they've actually received something, right, that something's actually changed their mind, that they understand that even as little kids, they are walking the wrong direction. And they come to me and they say, Pastor Jason or Pastor Rashad or whoever, they're like, I, I, I want to go to heaven and I believe in Jesus. And I, and I want to do what Jesus wants me to do. I'm calling Jesus Lord. I've received that. I believe it. Jesus is Lord, right? He's master. He's in control. I go, okay, so now what you want to do? Well, I want to be baptized. I say, why do you want to be baptized? Because Jesus said to be baptized. But when I ask an adult, Rashad, I have come in and God has worked on my heart and I, I believe my mind has changed. Jesus is Lord. Okay, let's get baptized. Well, do I have to in front of all those people? And you're like, what? No, you just said Jesus is Lord. Yeah, but, you know, that part, that's embarrassing. No, he's, he's still Lord. Well, you know, I'm not comfortable. Can we just do it, like, when nobody's watching? And then it starts there, right? But then it goes into, hey, you said Jesus is Lord. Why are you still smoking the reefer? Well, you know, it's from the earth, but it's illegal. But it's from the earth. <laughs> Jesus is Lord. Why are you still living with an old girl and, and having sex and, 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 and Jesus is Lord? Yeah, but, you know, it's convenient. Yeah, but Jesus is Lord. But it's convenient. Let's be real. So you know what I'm going to start saying to you? Keep that same energy. That same mouth that is confessing Jesus as Lord on Sunday, but don't want to obey anything on Monday, I'm going to look at you and say, keep that same energy. And you ain't going to like me. That's cool. I'm saying it because I love you. Because here's the thing. At some point, you may find out ain't nothing working inside of you anyway. I love what Jesus said. You got the wide, Luke 6 over there. Is, is, I think it's like Luke 6, 46, maybe somewhere in that area. Yeah, yeah, look at this. Look what Jesus said. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say? I just, I, that's, a, that's a mic drop. Like, I was doing a mic last time. I, I wish I was doing it this time. I dropped this thing like that. Like, that's a mic drop right there, right? Why do you call me Lord, Lord? You. Nobody here forced you to believe anything you believe. We don't force people here. We, we don't try to, like, finagle you and gimmick you into belief. When you believe here, you believe because you have come to receiving that energy, receiving that gospel message. You responded to it. We didn't make you do nothing. But we will hold you accountable. Why are you judging me? I'm not judging you. I'm telling you, keep the same energy. Obey. Matter of fact, obedience is the display of what you believe. Why do you call Jesus Lord and you won't do what he says? In every area of your life, not the ones that are comfortable, the ones that hurt, the ones that cause you to suffer, take up your cross. Deny yourself. It's not about you, boo-boo. <laughs> Think through this. So, so we have to respond to the, to the energy, right? We have to, that, that baptism that they, that they had, it's the first step of Obedience. Baptism doesn't save you. It doesn't save you. But boy, does it search you. What does that mean? Thank you, Cora. I like the way you looked at me right there. Like, what? What does that mean? Yeah. 
When you say something like Jesus is Lord, but then you won't obey, that's searching your heart right there. That's examining you. See what I'm saying, Corey? Baptism will search your heart. Hey, you believe? Get baptized. I'm not ready. You don't believe yet. You don't believe yet. Surrender. Surrender all. Give it up. And that might step on some of your toes right now, but this is what I'm asking you. How can you say something and do the complete opposite? Hello, I'm a hypocrite. And this is what it looks like when we're not keeping the same energy. I'm all fired up on Sunday to invite all my friends, but I ain't inviting them in two months. It's summertime. They ain't got time. I don't want to. My friend didn't come back from last week. Did you invite him? No. Just expected him to come back. Why? They, they don't hear this the way you do. It's the, they're the world. I'm, I'm sorry, but before I was, I've been saved, what, eight years? Ten years ago, this was boring. Everything I'm saying right now was absolutely boring. I definitely wouldn't be up here sweating over this. <laughs> ten, ten years ago, I, if I'm coming into church, it's because my mama guilt tripped me into doing it. If you loved me, oh, I'm coming. You would not catch me in this church 10 years ago. So if I know that and if I know where I came from, I don't expect people to come back on their own. I got, I got locked up um, when I was like 22, and I'll never forget, they let me go on my, is it called own recognizance or something like that? Like, we're trusting you to come back? That shocked me. Like, why would I come back? <laughs> like, this was horrible. <laughs> I'm not coming back. To, you're just going to let me sign my way out and you're just going to trust me to come back? I ain't coming back. I'm just being real with you. But that's how people are when they come in here. They're like, you just made me sit through an hour and a half of a whole bunch of bloobity blobbly that I didn't know. Why would I come back on my own? They, they told, they, it took them telling me a consequence. If you don't come back, then I was like, all right, I'll be, I'll be back. I'll be back. <laughs> I don't want no more problems. But we don't have that luxury in the church, Right? So you got to invest, and you got to keep that same energy. Same energy you had last week, you should have this week. Same energy you got this morning, you need to have this afternoon. This is good marriage stuff right here, man. You better get married, boy. When you say I do, you can't be saying I don't in five years. You need to keep the same energy. The way you see her today, you need to see her the same or better in five years. Amen? You already know that, though. You already know that. So, so you keep the same energy. That you, you, you keep what you've received by responding, and then you remain in the energy. You remain in it. Let's go back to, uh, let's go to uh, the 241 real quick. I just want to read the rest of that. So look at this. They were baptized. And look at this. That day, 3,000 souls were added. You know what that means? 3,000 baby believers. We thought we was doing something last week with 300. 3,000 brand new believers. Now, let me tell you something. One man preached a message, Peter, right? 3,000 people were added. You think Peter had an intimate relationship with all 3,000 people? Probably not. I'm pretty sure he didn't, right? But yet we go in churches of 100, 200, 300, 3,000, and we're like, the pastor just doesn't have time for me. So I'm going to another church where the pastor can have time for me. Yo, let me tell you something, right? <laughs> How did 3,000 baby believers stay together? Well, let's go to the next verse and find out. Help me out, Sean. Help me out. 
They were continually devoting themselves to the apostles' teaching. Do you see the word they and themselves? Stop using me for a scapegoat. Stop, stop blaming me. I take blame as often as I possibly can. Y'all know that. I take as much blame. I'm like, this isn't working because of me. This isn't working because of me. I read this. I was like, man, this is on y'all too. This is your fault too. Why ain't the five nine families working? You tell me. Why did you stop gathering? Well, you ain't said nothing about it in the last couple sermons. What that got to do with you doing what I told you to do two years ago? That, that didn't change. Well, I'm just saying, like, if you, if it, Mm-mm. they were continually devoting themselves to the apostles' teaching. Why am I chasing you? Would you please spend some time with me? Can you please get, call Denise and get on my schedule, please, so that we can spend time so I can pour into you? Why am I chasing you? I'm, see, let me tell you something. I'm busy chasing my mentors all over the place. Drew Hildenbrand, Pastor Taylor, Pastor Reginald Fletcher. I, I, ch I chase these brothers. Hey, when are you free? When you got lunch? When you got time? When, I need you to continue to pour into me. I want to be continually devoted to your teaching. I want to continue to grow. I want to be in the Word by myself. But then I got to turn around and try to chase y'all. And, but, and then when you don't have time on your schedule for me, it's my fault. They were continually devoting. This word right here, it means to attach yourself. They were attaching themselves to the apostles' teaching. And we got the apostles' teaching today, right? Whatever they were teaching was from the Bible, Old Testament most likely. And then we also got their actual writing. We got their actual teaching. We can actually preach and teach what they wrote. So it's a, it's a thing where we start finding out what you really believe about me. You call me pastor, my spiritual oversight, but you only use me when you need something. You only listen when it's too late. You know how I many people come to me after the fact? They're like, fix it, Jesus. First of all, I'm not Jesus. Second of all, what am I supposed to do with that? <laughs> Why did you call me at the beginning? Because you was going to tell me something I didn't want you to tell me, and, and I ain't going to listen to you anyway. I'm not attached to your teaching, Pastor. I just need you to sound good on Sunday. I don't need you to sound good on Wednesday. I don't need you to get in my business on Saturday. I just need you to sound good on Sunday so when I invite somebody, I can say, look at my pastor. Man, forget that. I'm sick of the American ideal of church. If I'm not your pastor Sunday through Saturday... I ain't your pastor Sunday, and, we, and we'll see it. We'll see it in your response. That's not me being God, and I want to show you this. Give me that 1 Thessalonians real quick. I want to show you this. Look at this. So in 1 Thessalonians, Paul is writing the Thessalonian church. He says, for you know what commandments we gave you. Paul, a regular human being, a person just like you and I, gave a commandment. What does that mean? He said, I told you what the Bible said. So when I tell you, hey, you need to be gathering more than Sunday, that's a commandment. I'm telling you the commandment, but it comes from the word. Hey, you don't need to be doing this or you do need to be doing that. These are, I never say Rashad says. This ain't Simon says. I say the Bible says, don't I? The Bible says X, Y, Z. So the commandments I'm giving you are not my commandments. They're just coming from me. You know the commandments we gave you by the authority of the Lord Jesus. You see that? 
And he goes on and he says this. He says, for this is the will of God, your sanctification. That is, you abstain from sexual immorality. So this is exactly, this is more context of what he's dealing with was the sexual immorality. Going to verse 4, it says, uh, that each of you know how to possess his own vessel in sanctification and honor. Keep going. And he says, not in lustful passion, like the Gentiles who do not know God. In other words, you're holy, so you're different. The, the holy means set apart, different, right? So, so the ones who don't know God, they're, they're, they're acting exactly the way they're supposed to act. Why are you confused that the world is acting like the world? Didn't you act like the world before? The confusion is, why are you still acting like the world? So the gen, the gen, you're not supposed to be like the Gentiles who do not know God. Keep going. And then, and then it says, and, and that no man transgress and defraud his brother in the matter because the Lord is the avenger. Y'all supposed to clap. You better be clapping. You got Captain Marvel, I mean Captain America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Lord is the avenger. Go see the movie. But <laughs> the Lord is the avenger in all these things, just as we also told you before and solemnly warned you. And I do want you to see in the parentheses right there, that is completely me um, playing, okay? So if you're offended by that, I'm sorry. That's just who I am. But the, now the scripture really says this. It says the Lord is the avenger. It does not make it that big and bright, okay? That is... <laughs> That is my emphasis completely. I just want to be honest with you. All right, going to the next scripture, though. Look at this. Look at this. For God has not called us for the purpose of impurity, but in sanctification. And then keep going. And he finally he says this. So he who rejects this is not rejecting man, but the God who gives his Holy Spirit to you. So you're not remaining in the energy. You're rejecting the energy. You see that? You're not attaching yourself to the teaching. You're rejecting the teaching. I'm a mere man, but I'm, I'm giving you words from God, not me. So when you reject me, you're not offending me. And matter of fact, I would prefer you keep it 100 with me. If you're, if you're not feeling what I'm saying, be honest. So we have a, a, a common ground. We have a starting point or something. Tell me why. Don't just keep coming in this religious American church Form of, form of gathering, which is what we do. We either don't really believe what somebody's saying, or we don't even know what we believe. And so I'm telling you to keep that same energy, and you don't, you're like, I don't have any energy to keep. I don't know what I believe. I'm tossed to and fro by any doctrine, any YouTube that pops up, any Facebook post. I'm just running with that because it sounded good. That's not what we're here for. And I'm, I, I won't allow that. Like, I just won't allow that. So so finally, the, the, last, the last point is, so you, you receive the energy, you respond to the energy, you remain in the energy through the text, but then you relate with the energy. And this is vital. This is super important. So they weren't just continually devoted to the teaching. They were continually devoted to the fellowship. The word here is koinonia. It is intimacy. This is a problem in most churches. Um, I would even say in Church on the Rock. We don't, we don't give you our resume. We just, we just tell you exactly how it is. There's 3,000 souls. How do you keep going the same direction? How do you preserve the unity? How, how, do you, how do you make this stuff work? You have fellowship. You actually care about each other past Sunday. You actually know each other's names and each other's hurts. Why don't we have fellowship? Well, because we're not attached to the teaching of the Bible. It's, it's all about you. It's all about, you, you really think 
the per- you really think there's only one or two difficult people in this church? All of y'all difficult. <laughs> yep, I said it. Every last one of you are difficult to somebody, I, me included. There's somebody in here who's like, he my pastor, but he get on my nerves. Amanda will tell you, she's like, every time I ask you one question, I get eight text messages, a book long. I know I don't get on your, I think I don't get on your nerves. I don't know. I do? Okay, all right. I love it, though. That's a good thing for Amanda. All right, I, I get on her nerves. I said it. Yeah, but no, no, seriously. This keeps us from fellowshipping, right? Keeps us from creating this intimacy, this intimacy because your personality doesn't match mine. And, 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 and mm, if I had my choice, I wouldn't be in an intimate relationship with you, so I'm going to avoid going to these five non-families or doing these men events or these women events, and I'm worried about people knowing my business and all that good stuff. And I'm like, did Christ conquer the grave or not? Just, just help me out. If you believe that, you really don't think he can conquer, you don't think he can conquer your personality differences? Are you serious? I mean, some of, some of your marriages, just think about who you're married to. Me and my wife are complete opposites. I'm loud and in your face. You won't see my wife. She's sick today, but even if she wasn't, you wouldn't see her. <laughs> complete opposites. So how are we married? God conquered all of that. And this word, this fellowship, this koinonia, it has the same, the same understanding of marriage. It's that type of intimacy. As a church family, we're supposed to be married to one another. That, that, that understanding, that commonality in Christ, that joy should bring us together and conquer all of our differences. This is what the city on the hill looks like. We're supposed to be in Brownsburg, but look like a completely different city in Brownsburg. That, that's what that scripture means. We're supposed to be on a hill where they're looking at us like, how do those Republicans and Democrats get along? How do those blacks and those whites and those Latinos actually get along? How does the hip-hop dude hang out with the country dude and get along? Right? How does the educated and the uneducated, the Jew and the Gentile, how? This is impossible. America doesn't look like this. There should not be a black pastor over a predominantly white church in predominantly white Brownsburg. This is confusing. Yes, we're different. We're holy. God overcame all of those things that should separate us. But we only do it on Sunday morning. Keep that same energy. I'm trying to meet with people who I don't naturally get along with and trust God to overcome that. You know, this is where forgiveness takes place, right here. You're struggling to forgive somebody in the church right now. Or you're struggling to forgive somebody in your family right now or in your life right now. You, are str- you got an enemy right now. You may have even wished them to hell. This is where forgiveness takes place right here. You see, I want you to see something. Give me that first job real quick, Sean. I'm, I'm closing it out right here. My bang got me going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's working. It's working. We love. Why? Because he first loved us. You see the energy there? He loved you. He loved you first. That was receiving it. And if you really believe you were loved, 
and you really believe that you were loved in the state that the Bible says, then you were loved while you were an enemy. You were loved while you didn't deserve to be loved. You were loved while you were in disobedience. You were loved while you were spitting in Jesus' face. You were loved while you were nailing the nails into his hand. You were loved while you were putting the crown on his head. You were loved while you were crucifying him. If you really believe that, then you love from that. So somebody stepped on your toes. You crucified Christ. So you want to receive that love, but you won't respond with that love? You crucified Christ. You killed him. Everybody in here is alive, right? Say the walking dead, right? right? Everybody's alive? Everybody here is breathing, right? Okay, so whatever anybody did to you, they didn't crucify you. They did not crucify you. And I'm not minimizing what you've been through. I'm not. But you weren't crucified. And you, you, you crucified him. That's when he loved you. So keep that energy. Not, not the energy that you want to put together and you want to manufacture that has its limits. Agape love is unconditional. It's limitless. There's nothing you can do that, 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 or nothing that can be done to you that matches what was done to Christ. That's how you love. That's the energy. So we love because he first loved us. But then look at this. Look at this. It gets good. Go to the next verse. It says, if someone says, I love God, here you go with that mouth. Here you go with that mouth. You all on Facebook, I love God, posting all your little statuses. You saying all the holy roly stuff at your workplace, I love God. You pull your Bible out so people can see you reading your Bible, I love God. You say all the right stuff in church, I love God. But if you love God and you hate your brother, you're a liar. Like literally, this is the, the only time that liar, liar, pants on fire, this is when it made sense to me. This right here. Because if you don't love your brother, you don't love God. If you don't love God, your pants are on fire. You're a liar. So, so look at this. The one who does not love his brother, whom he can see. I can see you, Charles. You, you stepped on my toes. You hurt me. You broke me. But, but I can see you. I still have you. I actually can see. I can physically touch you. So how can I love somebody I can't see, I can't touch, but I can't love you? Any single parents out there? Any single parents out there? What would happen if somebody said to you, I love you, but I don't love your children? You got, you got to what? You got to go. You got to go. You can't say you love me and not love my children. This whole, I do God, I believe in Christ, but I can't do the church. What that sound like? I love God, but I can't deal with God's people. Well, then you can't deal with God. Those are his children. He chose them. So, so he says you can't, if you hate your brother whom you can't see, but you, you I mean, yeah, for the one who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love God whom he has not seen. Next verse, final verse right here. And he says, in this commandment, Jesus is Lord. Okay, here's a command from the Lord. This commandment we have from him that the one who loves God should love his brother also. It's a command. And there's more in there that say love your enemy. So maybe it's not your brother. It's your in other words, it says love everybody. But you won't even do that. So look at this. This is, this is, what, this is, this is keep that same energy. This is what we're going to call you to do over the next four weeks. And hoping that at the end of these four weeks, when we launch our five non-families, 
that you're going to be so fired up with the energy of the word of God that you're going to be, you're going to have the can't help as of saying, who can I get with, when can I get with them? Because I'm, I'm so sick of the organized church. Everything we're doing this morning is organized. It's put together, nice and pretty for you to see. But it's just an example of what you should be doing organically. You should be gathering on your own. Somebody should be reading a scripture. You should be thinking about it together. You should be praying together. You should be singing together. You should be drinking coffee together on your own, organically. Why? Because he said to. This is just the organized version of that. This is the example. So, so we're happy to provide this for you. But if Sunday is the end all, that's not the energy. I... The, there's no place I'd rather be. That's what we're going to sing here right now. I'm ready. There's no place I'd rather be than right here. This morning. I haven't slept, y'all. I have not slept and still couldn't wait to get here. Why? Because you're here. Because God is here. I couldn't wait. Dead time texting everybody. I'm sorry, y'all, those I was texting 5 o'clock. And there was a lot of y'all, too. I'm like, I'm still up working on sermon, still up working on sermon, Tim. I'm working on sermon at 4 o'clock in the morning. But then as soon as I got here, there's no place I would rather be than here in the presence of you. Why? Why? Because this is what love looks like. This is what love looks like. Like, think about it. Our end goal, our end game, got one, our end game, yeah, yeah. <laughs> our end game is heaven, right? Let me tell you what heaven looks like, okay? Let me tell you real quick. God is there, okay? Right? God, Christ is there, and so are his people. Hmm. Hmm. God is there, and so are his people. And you're singing a song that says, there's no place I'd rather be. There's no place I'd rather be. And he says, well, you got the preview right here. The, the goal is for us to manifest heaven on earth. Remember, we belong to heaven. We're citizens right now. We're literally on mission. We're embassies. We're ambassadors, right? We're supposed to show them what it looks like up there right here. So keep that same energy. If you really believe that, keep that same energy. I'm begging you to want to be with each other so much that people out there say, what is going on? And they want to be a part of it. I wanted to be a part of the church because I saw the love that was going on inside of it. But for some reason, when we get inside of it, we stop seeing it that way. We start seeing what's really going on. Well, I don't want to pastor a church that's not trying to be like that New Testament church that had 3,000 baby believers that realized if I just dedicate myself to God, his word, and his people, it's all going to work out. We got seasoned vets in here who won't spend time with each other. I'm asking God to set a fire in the hearts of Church on the Rock today. I don't want to wait four weeks to launch another program. I want it today. I want more of him right now, and I'm going to get more of him through you. So stand up with me and let's sing this like we mean it. Let's keep that same energy.
So think, th think this through real quick. Um, you see that feeling you have right now? Stop, stop for a moment. You see that feeling you have right now? There's some more of you. You see that feeling you have right now, right this moment right here? This is the energy I'm talking about. I believe in the resurrection. I believe in God, the Father. I believe in the Holy Spirit. I believe in the name of Jesus and everything that comes with that. You see where you're at right now. You don't have to leave that. You don't have to let that go. Keep that energy right there. You don't have to allow anything going forward to take that from you. The moment it tries, you run back to right now. You run back to his word. You run back to each other. Recount this morning. Call somebody. When the devil comes knocking, call somebody and say, brother, I can't do this on my own. I need you. I need you. I'm struggling right now. And I know everything I said on Sunday, but I'm struggling today, and I need you. I need fellowship. I need somebody to point me back to his word. I need somebody to remind me of what I believe. Will you do that for each other? Do you matter enough to each other to pick up the phone, to answer a text, or to just check in? Well, if you do, then let's keep that energy right there. We don't have to let it go. We choose to let it go. I don't want to let it go. So bow your heads with me. Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you, Father, for giving us something we can believe in, something that we know is true, something we know that can't be taken or be shaken, Father. I'm asking you right now, to touch the hearts of everybody who is under the sound of my voice. May they know that this is your words, Father, your message, and not mine. Father, I can't do nothing but scream hallelujah this morning, Father. As I think about what you're doing at Church on the Rock specifically, but more importantly, what you're doing in your church. May we be devoted, Father, to your word, to you, and to each other. May we prioritize each other as more important than ourselves so that we can really show this fallen world what heaven on earth looks like. We ask you all these things in the name of your precious son who gave his life for us. May we mimic him in everything we do this week. It's in Jesus Christ then we pray. Amen. I love you all. Have an excellent, excellent day. And this please podcast is a ministry of Church on the Rock, building his body breaking our barriers. If you would like to learn more, please visit our website at www.churchontherockbb.com.